is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Well, morning, everyone. Let's have a wave from you if you can hear me okay. Fantastic. Listen, I wonder what you think of when we talk about prayer. So maybe um, you think uh, it, it's all about the Lord's Prayer. Maybe, you're, maybe you know it off by heart. You've learned it so well in school. Maybe you, you're thinking, actually, Tim, do you know what? I'm, I'm good. Uh, me and God are talking all the time. There's no subject that's off limits. Maybe you're thinking prayer. That is boring. I am not making time for that. Or maybe your heart sinks at the idea because you just can't even begin to find the words to say, well, look, just because just like there's um, so many ways of talking, communicating with each other, there are all kinds of ways of talking with God. So if you're thinking that you've, you've got this or that you are no way close, I trust that today God is going to show us something new about the privilege of talking with him, the almighty, listening to his voice and bringing our hearts to the one who made them. So I'm going to talk about prayer really briefly, just a few minutes, and then I'm going to explore it with Dave and Jill from Burton Family Church. Big shout out to Burton Family Church. Thank you for all you're doing. Um, and then in the second half of this talk, um, then I'm going to talk again really briefly about fasting or fasting if you're a Derby and Burton native. And, um, and then I'm going to invite Paul Edgington in on the conversation to work out how that goes practically. So let's pray together as we start off. Lord, as we look at your word, would you help us? Holy Spirit, we invite you to reign on the seed of this word. That it might flourish into new life in our hearts. We ask it in your name and for your glory. Amen. So I'm going to read from uh, Ephesians chapter four. Now this is a um, uh, this is a letter that's written uh, to a uh, a young church in Ephesus by the Apostle Paul. Now um, I'm hoping that. Uh, Dave is going to be able to put this up on the screen for me. Thank you very much. Now, it's really important that you read this carefully, if, if you can, because I am going to do something that you shouldn't do. I'm going to add in an extra word, or sorry, two extra words, but one thing um, I'm going to add into this scripture, because they, it's going to sound like it belongs, but it doesn't belong. It's not written in there. So, so keep your eyes peeled, keep your ears out to, to see what is it that I say that's extra in this, um, in this scripture from Ephesians chapter four. So let's read that together. Uh, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. Be completely humble and gentle and patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you, when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father 
of us uh, of all who is over all and through all and in all but to each one of us grace has been given as christ apportioned it now we're going to skip on to verse 11 so christ himself gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the prayers the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of god and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of christ amen so here in the these this context of these huge words on unity there's way more than just people being nice to one another we read about how christ gave gifts to certain people that they might serve and build up the church now these are special gifts given to some people in the church but did you hear i wonder the extra words that i put in who who got it okay let, i wonder um dash would you be able to just unmute somebody who who is waving and and so we can hear what what that extra word was there might be some people under the age of 21 that want to share potentially but but if not Prayer. prayers yes the prayers absolutely it's not in there absolutely thank you so much derek um so that's right we have the apostles the teachers the evangelists the prophets but prayers isn't in there people are not given the gift of prayer there is no gift of prayer that's a bit of a weird thing to say isn't it there's no gift of prayer you might be looking around the church you might be thinking of people you know going well no 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 i know someone who's got the gift of prayer but what you're probably recognizing is that they just talk to god a lot that they're actually really well practiced they 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 know who they're talking to look Christians that someone who repents and follows Jesus is a child of God by the Holy Spirit our spirit gets to call God daddy now of course children are going to talk to their parents and parents are going to talk to their children and prayer is just us talking with our heavenly dad in fact if you look in the dictionary prayers isn't is a really really rare word it's almost pointless in terms of definitions because because um praise isn't for just somebody it's everybody every child of god even even people that don't know god as their father they they try dialing his number sometimes don't they so so listen when jesus is teaching us about prayer in matthew chapter 6 he says this he says and when you pray not if you pray not uh, if you can fit it in this is a definite when and he tells us to do it because so many uh, he tells us and gives us a template of how to do it because so many people are getting hung up on oh i'm a bit of a bad public speaker or I, I don't know all the special words to say so he says say it say it like this address your father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and give us this day our daily bread ask for it daily there's a daily rhythm about this forgive us our debts that means our sins as we have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation 
but deliver us from the evil one. So I'm going to ask now if we can um, also bring in uh, Dave and Jill. It's so great to have you uh, with us from Burton Family Church. Now, if you if you haven't met uh, Dave and Jill, they are fantastic and they are one of the engines behind the relentless praying actually that's going on in Burton Family Church and actually as as two churches together we're going to get to experience some of that in in the the coming week but I wonder uh, Dave and Jill if um have you uh, you're you're at this point now but have you always been kind of at the front of the prayer meetings with your hands up eager to eager to pray has that has that always been you no <laughs> in a word <laughs> i think right right at the beginning i think i think we, we we sensed the need to pray so we decided together we'd give it a go yeah i mean we were very baby christians and i didn't have a church background at all dave did and and someone had blessed us by telling us there was a sin in our life that we needed to sort out and we knew enough from people we'd seen around us that we ought to pray so we literally sat together like we are now and we prayed, but in our heads. And we actually had to say, I've finished. Have you finished? So that, that was the beginning of our journey, if you like, us sitting together and praying to the Father, but individually, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And it, and it just kind of grew from there. You just have to go for it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I know Pete, Pete Greg says you know, three things. Keep it simple keep it real and keep it up. So as you said, right at the beginning, Tim, it's about a conversation. There are no magical yeah. words. It's, it's yeah. about recognising. It's amazing when you think that the creator of billions of galaxies says, come up here and have a chat. It's... Yeah. Yeah. And it, the, there's, uh, on, a fund, on a fundamental level, it feels like perhaps we just say... we. We just see it as uh, that there are some some words we've got to say, but but actually, if we could grasp kind of the the, the bigger picture of what's going on here, mm -hmm. that that we're of who we're talking to, and yeah. what can happen when we do. Wow. So, um, I wonder what what stopped you from praying before? Was was there a was there a was there a difficulty for you? Yeah, yeah. I think for me personally, I can't say so much about Dave, but it was definitely shame or feeling that I wasn't worthy. Um, you know, there were times when uh, I had to actually, I've written here, I had to get over myself because I would think, oh God, I can't do this or, you know. And actually I had to get to the point where it's not about me. It's actually about you, Lord. You know, and that, that is yeah. what prayer is. As you've just said, it's awesome to come in his presence. We are his children. And until I recognised how loved I am by him and adopted by him, it was when I came into that real knowledge of my identity that that's what changed my prayer life, really. I think also, yeah, there's all the other things. You know, the other things would be fair to do, to be honest, which <laughs> there are quite a few of those as well. But as you said, right at the beginning, it's, it's about taking that time. It's about making that space um, because the enemy doesn't want us to make space. So we have to carve out that time 
and say, even though God, I might not feel like this, mm. I'm going to be here. Mm. And really, it's making that intention to, to be there. And God honors that. And it's those times where God, you know, we find that God does speak because he knows what you feel like anyway. He knows you don't want to be there. But merely by being there, you're saying, Lord, I'm making this effort. I'm here. Yeah. What are you saying? It becomes the, like, like the fuel for the rest of your day, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's, I, I suppose, in that fuel for the rest of your day, uh, some of what you're talking about there, Jill, will be about praying just between you and God. And that, that's mm -hmm. one of the things that, that Jesus says, like, don't worry about doing on the, the street corners, like, just, yeah, yeah. just also, you know, this is, this is between you and your heavenly dad. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't can it? I do if I put in there? There's something that yeah. really changed me was a book called Secrets of the Secret Place, and that was developing that. You know, it, it says that it's Psalm one three nine. Yeah, we were knit together in the secret place, and we have that secret place with God that we can draw away to, uh, and it's kind of cultivating and developing that in our own lives, in our relationship with Him. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I wonder as we're as we're heading into a week of prayer and fasting where we're actually that there's going to be not just a time for personal prayer, but also there's going to be time to pray with other people as well. And one of the things that really stood out to me in um, in the Ephesians four um, chapter was where where um, Paul says, bear with one another. There's this idea of actually look, if, I, if I'm bearing with you. You might take some of my weight. You might take some of my burden. And what are you going to do? You're going to lift it up, lift it up to God. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, I, I know going along to prayer meetings, sometimes all I've been able to say is just like, amen. <laughs> well, like, does, does that matter if, 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 I, if I turn up and just, just say it like that? I don't think so. Because, yeah, you, you know, it's, it is about you, you can go to agree where, where two or three are gathered. That's all it takes. It doesn't take a huge group where two or three are gathered. You know, we, we can ask in Jesus' name. So we can simply agree with each other in prayer. Um, and, and I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have a little bit of structure so we know kind of the, the theme and the, and the thrust of the prayer. Because I'm sure we've all got personal things in our lives that we want to pray for. But as you see, if we're entering into a week of prayer and fasting. There's a bigger picture too. So it's, it's capturing what God's heart is in, in a lot of that. Yeah, Jesus knew what he was doing, wasn't it, didn't he? When he said, don't neglect the fellowship. You know, we are so empowered and encouraged and strengthened by being together. Well, I've been in prayer meetings where I felt on I minute, mean, I've got to get there. I know I've got to get there, but I'm so tired. But just by showing up, he comes in because he's so gracious. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Back in Isaiah, where God says, you know, my house shall be called a house of prayer. A, it's his house. It's not ours. And, and B, yeah. you know, it shall be called a house. This is not an option for us. He's called us to pray. But also it says, you know, they shall have joy in my house of prayer. And we only get joy from being in God's presence, don't we? So we might not feel joyful when we go. But if we can just open ourselves up to what God is doing and the fact that God is there, yeah, we get that peace and we will get that joy. That is that is fantastic. I feel like we are just beginning to scratch the surface of <laughs> uh, of this. It is so it is so wonderful, kind of this treasure chest that you're helping us to open. 
um, Jill and Dave. I, I wonder if um, uh, there's just one thing I kind of want to touch on is like we, we come to God about asking uh, for, for stuff and, and almost like a bit of the God, I need this. Here's my daily bread requirements, please. But what about what have you learned about other other things to talk to God about? Is it just about asking for stuff? It's the big and the small, isn't it? You can talk to God about about everything. And, you know, and, and there are times that you approach God in your own prayer closet, you and God, you might talk to him about different things than if you're in a corporate prayer meeting. Another, you know, God talks about us crying out to him. And I think sometimes him, we just don't cry out enough because we've not got it inside that, you know, we are so disturbed by what's happening. We simply have to cry out to God. That's where we need to get to. Uh, and, and, you know, the days that we find ourselves living in at the moment are such an opportunity for that. <laughs> We've got a lot more time. We've, there's so many things that we, we need to hear God on at the moment. And we need to see God, you know, performing his word. Yeah, and his word. And that, that you know, again, is fantastic that we can go to his word. The Psalms have, have rescued me so many times and we can see how... David's countenance changed when he took his eyes off the circumstance and put them up to God. So we bring our offering of praise, you know, we enter his gates with praise. And by that, there's that divine exchange as well. So we don't come and just ask, first of all, we give him praise, we yield to him, we repent when we need to. So there's that whole, you know, coming to meet with him and all of the ministry that he does to us. You know, John said earlier, Izzy just ministered to us this morning. Yeah. He ministers to us through his word when we just come to him. And David, didn't he? David, yeah. David's countenance changed that of that experiential knowledge he had of God, um, which, which is amazing. And if you look at Daniel as well, Daniel positioned himself, built a history of prayer, and his prayer was founded on scripture. He knew what God had said in the past. And if you pray in line with what God said, you can't really go far wrong, can you? Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Well, Dave and Jill, thank you so much for for opening that up with us and and um, uh, yeah, well, minister, ministering the word and your experience of it uh, to us this morning is so good. Um, and we will catch you um, uh, in, in the prayer meetings that are coming up this week. Thanks yeah. so much. Thank you. So I'm going to now um, talk a. a a little bit now on fasting and then um, later on we're going to come to uh, talk with Paul Edgington about it so when we were looking in Matthew 6 we saw Jesus was talking about prayer and there was an expectation of when we would do it that kind of daily rhythm he said when you pray now in the same moment he's also talking about giving and he's also talking about fasting as normal and just regular parts of following him so prayer and giving well I think Okay, they're normal. Lots of lots of people in church understand that. But fasting, isn't that something for just the Christian nerds at the front of the class with their hands up going, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. The real keynotes. Well, Jesus says again in Matthew 6, when you fast, there's an expectation that we will. And he says, when you, when you do it, when you give up food for a particular time, do it as something between you and God. And he's not telling us to fast because there's, there's something evil about food, all right? Let's get this really clear. Far from it, 
you are made in the image of God. You are physical. You are made of flesh. You need nutrition to keep you going. Okay. And when the Israelites were in the desert, God, they, they were hungry. God gave them food every single day. Jesus, he ate with people all the time. That was one of his main ways of sharing um, ministry, sharing time with people, sharing the kingdom with people was to share food with them. He would, he would even provide food for them to eat and wine for them to drink. So at the beginning of his ministry, though, Jesus fasted in the desert for 40 days. And we find here probably the, the biggest understatement in the whole of the Bible. After fasting, he was hungry. Now, in that moment of hunger, the devil comes to him and says, if you really are the, the son of God, then you can, you can ask these stones to become bread. Um, uh, certainly something is definitely possible for the son of God. It's, it's something you deserve. You don't, you don't deserve to be hungry. And he was on his own in the desert. No one's around. Go on. But he knows the scriptures. Jesus knows the scriptures. And he answers from uh, Deuteronomy chapter three, uh, chapter eight, verse three. And it says this. Um, it says, he humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man doesn't live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. There's a humbleness that comes with being hungry. In a society where we can kind of get a lot of what we want instantly choosing to be hungry for a particular time actually does help to connect us with the poor, with the poor but more importantly it helps us to understand that we need God and conversation with with him we need the word that comes from the Lord as much as we need food so without him there wouldn't be food anyway right so so in, in my Bible, um, this, this chapter from uh, Deuteronomy chapter eight is titled in my Bible, do not forget the Lord. Because when you've got everything you need and your belly is, is full, it's easy to say, oh, life is good. Instead of saying, God is good. So choosing to go hungry for a short period of time helps us to become more dependent on the Lord. He doesn't want us to worry about where our next meal is going to come from. He wants us to depend on him for it because he is able to provide it. And fasting helps to take our eyes off of, off of the meal, off of the food that's immediately in front of us and help lift our eyes to the eternal one who gives us that meal, who gives us the food. A friend of mine was describing prayer as someone picking fruit in heaven from a tree in heaven where we are positioned, where we're seated in Christ. To bring bring that fruit to situations that are on the earth. And fasting helps to take our mind when we're confronted with immediate difficulties and things that are happening right in front of us. Fasting helps to lift our eyes to that eternal tree. So. 
I wonder if we can get Paul uh, in on this conversation now uh, and we can start talking about, well, how does fasting look in everyday life? Paul, thanks for joining us. I wonder if you could unmute. That's fabulous. So I've asked you to, to come on, Paul, because I know fasting is something that you have done and do as well. So, so can I just ask you why? Why do, why do you fast? Um, I think for me, there's, there's, it comes from a, a journey of obedience. Okay, so um, God tells me to do it. So same, same way as immerse yourself in the word of God and pray continually, worship him, um, equal, and in our giving, giving etc. You, you touched on that. Jesus talked about giving in the same way he talks about fasting, um, that this is something that we, I, should do, that, that as a point of obedience, um, God much prefers obedience over sacrifice. Um, so obedience is really a key part of my relationship with the Father who's got a plan for me. How do I walk in his ways if I don't walk in his ways? And, and, and he reveals those to us. And one of those is fasting. And uh, so for me, there's a, a part of it that it's, uh, fasting is part of that. It's 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 what I give yeah. to God. Um, it's not a it's not a wage. It's not bribery. It's nothing like that. Um, God does it for my good. So that and uh, and the, so that is important because uh, pressing into Him and knowing Him uh, and part of that denying self. Um, I, I think when we started talking about it before, I said, you know, here I am, body, mind, and spirit, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, how do I discipline myself? What do I give to God bodily? What do I give? Um, because I can give my thinking time and my prayer time and that sort of thing, which is a mental and that sort of thing. But actually, fasting is a way of me giving something of this flesh to God that is um, denying self. Yeah, as if we're not spending time um, preparing food or eating food actually yeah we have more time on our hands and perhaps that does free up our mind to to pray um and frees up our mind to pray more than it does to uh to spend time watching a movie or or, or something like that but but that's so good what you were saying about actually there's something about giving my body in this in this situation as well that actually there's a there's a sense of the the hunger i get kind of helps to amplify my my prayer a little bit I, there's there's a continual reminder in when whenever my belly rumbles to go oh god you are you are so good it's reminding me that i'm that i'm praying and it's ju it's just a continual this is this is for you I'm, I'm i'm lifting you high all throughout the day it's these tiny little reminders for me that that really that really do help um what paul can i ask you what does a fast look like for you how, how does that happen um don't eat <laughs> so uh for, for me uh that means not eating so that's um 
um, I'll go for a day, I'll go for days um, uh, for, w without eating. And uh, for me, that's, I think, the, the biblical essence of the fast. That So um, some people will go miss a meal, some people, etc. And if that's where you are, fantastic. That's, that's you giving, uh, you, you know, submitting yourself to uh, a fast. And, uh, uh, and it's where we are and what we've, we've done helps us to grow in certain areas. And the same thing as prayer, same thing as studying the word of God in fasting. Uh, I feel a bit of a wimp. I've known people who have, have prayed for a month and you think of this me, can I do a biblical fast like Jesus? Well, I'm not trying to pretend that I am him. I know he dwells in me. But I'm where I am and I exercise uh, that to grow uh, in an area that I think submitting my body to God, you know, submit yourself to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. How do I submit to God? So in my fasting, it's I don't eat. And uh, and that's something God, to, um, in my determination and walk with him, I'm able to do that for a day, for a number of days. Um, I've, I've prayed for a week in the past, and I know you asked me, why do I pray? And uh, uh, some people uh, tend to do it on a regular basis. I tend to do it depending on what's going on in my life, to be honest with you, or at times like this. Um, and so if I've got challenges, then um, I, I'm more likely to fast and pray and seek after God. And, uh, uh, and I know that for me, that is submitting myself to God and uh, drawing close to him in that time. So uh, a fast for me is not eating. And, uh, and uh, that, that can be for um, as long as I, I'll commit to God. Same over this week. One of the things I, you know, for me, one of my things is, and Anna and I were talking about, what are we going to do in this prayer of fasting? And I make a commitment to God on what to do, what I'm going to sacrifice, etc., to draw close. Uh, it doesn't take away from what Christ has all done, has finished, but actually, what am I giving to God in the midst of this? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he delights in that, um, not because I have to, but because he delights in sons and daughters who draw close to him. So. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. I, th I think um, what you said about planning your fast here is, is actually is quite a good idea, knowing actually what, what day am I going to do it or what meal am I going to miss so that I, I can come to God hungry. Um, I, I think is is really important for and for me. Uh, um, I would I would say um, I'll, I'll let you know what what I'm planning to do is th this week I will probably do days of fasting, separate days of fasting. So whereas before I, I, I can I could probably do I can do two days of fasting while I'm in the context of work um, and three at a, three at a push, but actually. It, my job this week is going to be caring for COVID patients. And actually, uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to be uh, not on all cylinders for, for that. So I, I, I'm going to be doing days, uh, sorry, a day and coming to God hungry. And then, and then I'll be breaking the fast um, the next day. Um, so that, that's what it looks like for me. But it's, it's going to be different for everybody. And we don't want you to feel like there's a pressure and it has to be really long or it has to be it might be certain kinds of food that you say not go, not going to touch that this week um uh th there are different ways of looking at it but but there's always something of uh denying what i could have uh to fix my eyes on the eternal
Paul, again, feels like we're just scratching the surface here, man, but it's been so good to uh, share that with you. Thank you so much. And um, and again, we'll catch up with you over the course of the, the week of prayer. Thanks so much for joining us. So th that's where we are. Prayer and fasting. We're, we're, launching, we're launching into that this week. But I just want to ask you, I want to commend you wherever you are today. Just let, just take a moment to say, Lord God, take me on a, on a journey now. Lord, would you take me from where I am today and lead me on a journey of prayer? Lord, would you, would you help me to see how I can fast for you and what that looks like? Amen. podcast feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk